All the Young Dudes, a Harry Potter fan fiction, written by Ms. King Bean 89. Before we begin, please don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. If you're interested in helping to support the channel and get access to some awesome perks, consider checking out my Patreon. The link is down below in the description. Thank you, and happy listening. Chapter 13, First Year, Lectiuncula Magna Tuesday, the 27th of December, 1971 With Boxing Day over and done with, Remus and Sirius found themselves caught in those strange nowhere days between Christmas Day and New Year's Day as they awaited their friend's return. Sirius was keen to plan their revenge on Snape. In fact, he was no longer interested in attacking all of the Slytherins anymore, wanting to focus his energies on one single nemesis. Remus was inclined to agree. He had been too furious with Snape to think clearly about it for the past few weeks. He couldn't shake the feeling that Severus had somehow hit upon the exact hex that would cause Remus the most upset. He didn't know quite how the Slytherin boy had managed it, and it was very likely just a clever guess, but he didn't care. We should just get James's cloak, follow him around till he's alone, then beat the shit out of him, Remus growled as they sat in the empty common room one evening. He gripped the arm of the settee as he said this, feeling the leather creak under his grasp. It was getting close to the full moon, and his temper was closer to the surface than usual. Now, now, Lupin. Sirius chastised smoothly, carrying a pile of books he'd brought from the library. You're thinking like a muggle. If we're going to get him, we're going to get him with magic. Not more books, Remus whined, as Sirius plopped down beside him, an enormous tome in his arms. He opened it, and it was so big that the cover rested across both of their skinny legs. Yes, more books, Sirius replied breezily. You'll love them once you get to know them, I promise. Remus wasn't so sure about that. It was true. He'd grown to quite like their secret study sessions, and had been privately amazed at the amount he had learnt. But listening to Sirius was one thing. Sitting down alone and staring at a block of text was another thing altogether. Still, Sirius kept promising him that he was getting closer to a solution. So what's this one about? Remus asked, resigned to his fate. If Sirius wanted to do something, there was very little anyone could do to stop him. You just had to hold on tight until it was over. Hexes and jinxes. A lot of them are really complex, though. I mean, we're good, you, me, and James anyway, but I still think we should stick to the basics. Simplicity is key. Okay, Remus replied dully. He still preferred the idea of a surprise beating. So I thought we could brainstorm all the stuff we can do and see if that lends itself to any good jinxes. Sirius continued, undeterred by Remus's reluctance. So, I'm really good at transfiguration. I got the best marks even after you started catching up. Right, Remus agreed. And James is a bit better than me at defense against the dark arts, which you'd think would be helpful when dealing with a slimy creep like Snivellus. But we haven't really learnt any good spells yet, except disarming stuff and that's no use. He chewed the nib of his quill, considering. It wasn't a new quill and left a dark stain on Sirius's bottom lip. Remus didn't say anything. Sirius carried on. James is good at flying too, obviously, but I don't know how that's going to be any help. Then there's Pete. Good at sneaking around and grunt work, I suppose. Remus thought that was rather unfair. Peter was never top of the class like Sirius and James, but he was generally perfectly competent, usually settling for a satisfactory mark. 
He lacked the competitive edge James and Sirius had, the desire to prove himself. Remus recognized this well enough. It was enough just to be friends with cleverer, more confident people sometimes. You got a bit of their shine with none of the pressure. Pete's good at herbology, Remus pointed out, and potions. Both useless, Sirius shrugged. You were the one who came up with the rosehip thing, and we're never going to best Snape at potions. I hate to admit it, but the bastard's too good. Anyway, then we've got you. You're probably best at charms. Not best, Remus said hurriedly. I'm good at levitation, I suppose, but that's it. Oh, shut up. This is no time for modesty, Lupin. Sirius waved an impatient hand. You pick up spells quicker than anyone. If we find a sufficiently hideous hex in here, then I'm counting on you to figure out how to do it. Remus squirmed. He hated when Sirius talked like that, as if Remus was as clever or as gifted as he and James were. He knew it wasn't true, and it embarrassed him. He fought a sudden urge to push the big heavy book off their laps and walk away. It was just the full moon, he told himself. He felt fidgety and too hot by the fire, too close to Sirius, whose blood he could smell, mixed in with the unique scent of magic. He vaguely hoped that dinner would be red meat, something he could taste the iron in. It has to be something big, Sirius murmured, flipping all the way to the back of the book. Remus let out a yelp as the full weight of it thudded against his thighs. Sirius ignored this, running a finger down the index. Something much worse than the hair thing. Remus shuddered at the thought of Snape's prank. Rage surged up in him again. Or was it hunger? He shook his head, pushing the book away and getting up, pretending he just had to stretch. His joints ached already as his body prepared itself for the coming transformation. I don't know why you think I'll be any help. Remus sighed, yawning now. Muggle insight. Sirius grinned. Like the itching powder. You can come up with stuff Snape won't see coming. Remus scratched his head, racking his brain. Can't think of anything bad enough, he said. Once we got a bucket of water and propped it up over a door, which you have to leave a bit ajar, you know, then Matron was supposed to walk through and get soaked. Except Matron didn't walk through, the cook did, and we got served shit food for a month. His stomach growled at the mention of food. That's a pretty tame prank, to be honest. Are you hungry? Can we go down for dinner yet? Yeah, I suppose. Sirius closed the book. We could get a bucket pretty easily, but it seems like there's a lot of room for error. And I don't know if it would really strike fear into his heart the way we want it to. We're marauders. We should be setting certain standards. Remus chuckled as they climbed through the portrait hole. Yeah, told you it was rubbish. Shame, cause Snivellus could do with a good wash. Sirius laughed back. Then he froze and gripped Remus's shoulder. Oh, you genius, you bloody genius. What? Remus replied, shocked and a bit annoyed to be shaken about like that. A good wash. That's what we'll do. It's easy, I bet. It'll be in one of those books. Wait here. He disappeared back through the portrait. Remus sighed hungrily and waited. So wait. Explain it to me again, Remus whispered as they finished their plates. He used the remains of his roast potato to mop up what remained of the gravy. He might have seconds. He ate like a horse on the nights before the moon. It sounds complicated. It isn't, Sirius shook his head. I reckon it's easy. Weather spells are hard on a grand scale, but this only needs to be a cloud the size of this plate. He tapped the porcelain in front of him. 
Would it be like the ceiling? Remus asked, jerking his head up at the charmed rafters. It was raining, as it had been all Christmas, but the downpour vanished before it reached them. A bit, Sirius replied, but smaller, and without whatever charms are stopping us from getting wet. But couldn't he just step away from it? Not if we combine it with a binding spell. But we can't mix spells yet. Well, I can't. Can you? He looked up at Sirius, who was nodding vigorously. Yeah, I've been having a go at it for your reading thing. It's actually not too hard. You just have to concentrate. That's what they say about reading, Remus sighed. We'll practice, Sirius said firmly. We'll practice loads before James and Pete get back. They'll be dead impressed. There was no time for seconds after that, so Remus had to satisfy himself with the remainder of his Christmas biscuits as Sirius looked up weather charms. Once he'd found what he wanted, they both took it in turns to have a go, Sirius reading out the directions several times before they understood them. It was the first time Remus had attempted a spell without having it demonstrated for him first. Daunting to begin with, he quickly understood how the wand movement ought to flow and twist, while Sirius was best at pronunciation. It did take a lot of concentration, and it was nearly midnight by the time either of them had produced anything at all. Finally, Remus managed to cast a small gray cloud. It poured from his wand like smoke, then hovered between them for a few moments before bursting like a bubble, leaving only a faint trace of condensation. Sirius grinned broadly. This is going to work. Saturday, the 31st of December, 1971. It was hard to shake off Sirius on the night of the full moon. Remus even told him he was feeling sick but then the other boy wanted to accompany him to the hospital wing. Eventually, he managed to convince him that he ought to stay behind and keep practicing the rain cloud charm. We've basically got it now, though, Sirius complained. It was true. They'd both managed to produce satisfactory miniature rainstorms. The bathroom had almost flooded in the process. It was just a matter of maintaining concentration and perfecting the binding aspect now. Find something else to do then, Remus snapped. Halfway out the door, skin crawling, stomach growling. I'll see you tomorrow. How'd you know she'll keep you overnight? Remus had escaped before having to answer any more questions. He was getting careless, he thought to himself as he knocked on McGonagall's office door. Eventually, he'd have to think of a decent excuse for all of his absences. They were sure to connect the nights he vanished to the full moon eventually. They all did astronomy together. The shack was cold the walls damp from the relentless rain. Remus wished he'd brought his wand. He'd learnt to cast a good fire charm now. But he supposed it would be no good if there was a fire blazing when he turned. He might burn the whole place down. The transformation came on more suddenly than usual. Ever since Madame Pumphrey had told him they would get worse, he seemed to feel it more. He still fought not to scream, worried that McGonagall or Pumphrey might hear him on their way out of the tunnel. He didn't need any more pity. Sunday, the 1st of January, 1972. The next day, Remus could barely get up after he'd changed back. He pulled a blanket around himself instead and lay on the floor waiting for Madame Pumphrey to arrive. Every inch of him hurt, more than ever. His head pounded as if a troll had stomped on it. Every tooth in his jaw ached. The tendons in his shoulders felt as if they'd been stretched so far they had snapped. He'd broken almost all of his fingernails. There were huge claw marks in the wallpaper. Remus? Madame Pumphrey's soft voice came through the door. 
I'm coming in now, dear. He closed his eyes, unable even to groan. Oh, she said as she entered the room and found him on the floor. Bad one, was it? Perhaps it's the solstice. I'll have to consult my books. Can you get up, Remus? She touched his forehead with the back of her hand. He opened his eyes and nodded weakly, taking her arm and hauling himself up. That was a mistake. As soon as he was on his feet, his head swam and his stomach lurched. He bent forward and vomited onto the floor. Never mind, Madame Pumphrey said kindly, an arm around his trembling shoulder. She pointed her wand at the mess, and it vanished in an instant. No harm done. Let's get you somewhere warm now, shall we? She wanted to magic a stretcher to carry him back to the castle, but he couldn't bear the shame of it, no matter how early in the morning it was. They walked back, very slowly, and up to the hospital wing, where he finally collapsed into a clean, soft bed. The nurse continued to fuss around him, but he was already drifting to sleep. He woke up feeling marginally better. His headache had left him anyway. He blinked blearily, reaching for the glass of water beside him. Someone picked it up and handed it to him. He drank deeply, then set it down, looking up expecting to see Madame Pumphrey. He jumped. Serious? He rasped, his throat still sore. God, had he actually been howling? How embarrassing. Happy New Year, Sirius said cheerily. He was sitting on the little wooden stool put there for visitors, clutching a book to his chest. Thought I'd come looking when you weren't at breakfast. You all right? Fine, Remus said, sitting up hurriedly, rubbing his head. I, um, I get migraines sometimes. I'm feeling better. Good, Sirius nodded. Because I've got your Christmas present ready. My, what? Remus stared at Sirius warily. His blue eyes were bright and full of mischief. Sorry it's late, he was saying. I had a few last-minute tweaks to make. Here. He handed over the book. It was Remus's copy of A History of Magic. What? Remus wasn't sure if he was just having a very odd dream. Why was Sirius giving him his own history book? Open it! Remus did. He had hardly opened the book all year, and the pages were still stiff and immaculate, except for the very first page. Below the title, Sirius had written something in his own neat cursive handwriting. Remus squinted at it, his mouth twisting with effort. He was already exhausted. He didn't have the energy for riddles. Sirius, he sighed. You know I can't. Put your hand on it, Sirius said eagerly, stepping forward. Palm flat against the page. Yeah, like that. Now give me a moment. He withdrew his wand from his pocket and paced the point lightly against Remus's temple. Sirius, what are you doing? Remus was alarmed. He'd never had a wand pointed at him before, and he'd seen Sirius blow up bigger things than his head. Trust me, Sirius shushed him. A look of concentration came over his face. He took a deep breath. Remus squeezed his eyes shut, preparing for the worst. At least he was already in the hospital wing. Lectiuncula magna, Sirius said forcefully. Remus felt an odd jolt, as if he'd missed the last step on a staircase. It hadn't hurt exactly, and at least his head was still attached. He opened his eyes and looked at Sirius. What was that? Look at the book, Sirius pointed, practically dancing on the spot with excitement. Tell me what it says. Remus sighed and looked down at the book in his lap. It was exactly the same a blank white page with Sirius's slightly slanted thick black handwriting. He stared at it, not sure what he was supposed to be doing. 
Read it, Sirius prompted. I... Remus looked down and looked at the first word. Happy, a voice in his head said. Remus blinked in shock. He'd never heard the voice before, though it sounded like him. It was almost like the sorting hat, only more familiar, less invasive. He looked again. Happy Christmas, it read. Now you can do your own bloody homework, from your fellow marauder and friend, Sirius Black. Remus laughed. He looked at Sirius, then back at the page. He split the book open to a middle page, looking at the words printed there. During the late 16th century, Cornelius Agrippa made his greatest advancements in the field of natural magic. Oh my God, Remus exclaimed. He flipped a page again and read more. The voice continued confidently. He could read. Oh my God, it worked then, Sirius asked, beaming. Sirius, this is you. I can't, how? Oh no, Sirius chuckled. Don't tell me I've messed up your brain so much you can't even form a coherent sentence. Thank you, was all Remus could say. He could feel his eyes stinging with tears and immediately rubbed them hard with his fists. Sirius looked away, politely. It's okay, he replied. Now you can help me research our next big prank. We haven't even got the first one off the ground yet, Remus replied, sniffing hard, pulling himself together. You have to show me how you did this. It's, I mean, it must be really advanced magic. Sort of, Sirius shrugged. I got the idea after Mother's Howler, actually. I thought if you can get a letter to scream at someone, then you can get a book to read to someone. Keeping the voice in your head was the hardest part. I couldn't tell if it was working on me or if I was just reading normally. Works on any book, though, I think. Not sure about other stuff yet, like potion labels or signs, but we can keep working on it. Remus couldn't stop staring at the book, reading random lines and grinning to himself. He didn't think he'd ever been so happy in his life.